Have you ever listened to commercials about credit cards and been confused about all the different lingo that you are hearing? In the previous episode, we talked about how a credit score is calculated and the pros and cons of credit. And in this episode, the part two, if you will, I want to break down the terminology you see when looking at credit cards so you have an idea of what you actually have with the credit card you are using. And to go along with breaking down some key credit card terminology, we will look at some specific examples of different credit cards and some ways to leverage credit. Welcome to Money Vision U. In this podcast, we are passionate about teaching the financial class you should have had in high school so you can learn how to fast track your financial freedom. If you want to learn how to make, manage, and multiply your money and see opportunities the way the wealthy do, then you came to the right place. I'm your host, Stuart Berryhill. Money Vision U, class in session. Let's look at our first term here, uh, which is annual fee. Let's look at what is an annual fee. And an annual fee is kind of how it sounds. It's kind of the cost or the fee, if you will, that the bank or the credit card company gives you to be able to use their credit card. So some credit cards require maybe a 50 or $60 annual fee that you have to pay in order to access the credit that the card can give you. However, there are many credit cards that have no annual fee as well. So you might often see that on commercials or something. Banks or credit card companies will say, hey, you should use our card. We don't have any annual fee, which is definitely a bonus. Um, But that is what annual fees are. The next one, and probably the one that you might be the most interested in, is annual percentage rate, also known as APR. And this is the yearly interest rate used to calculate how much interest you would be paying on a balance. So before I go into the math, remember that you never pay any interest if you pay the balance off. If you don't have any money that is shown as borrowed, then you don't have any interest to pay because there's no balance. But if you look at some of the APRs or annual percentage rates on credit cards, it might say something between 16 or 24%. They'll they'll say different stuff. It may go up to 30%. It won't give you an exact number, say, if you're seeing it on a commercial and it's advertising it to you. And it does this because ultimately, the better your credit score is, the lower your interest payment would be and vice versa. So this would be an area where it would be favorable to have a good credit score, which would be, you know, anything over 700 is pretty good. Now let's get into some of the math here. And it's not super difficult math. It's just something you probably hadn't been taught before. So I'll try to explain it as best as I can here. But if you're trying to calculate the interest you would owe in one month, for example, you would just take your annual percentage rate and divide it by 12 because 12 months. So let's say your APR is 24%. It would be 24% or 0.24 if you put that in decimal form. Divide that by 12 and notice that it is 2% per month technically. That would be what your APR is monthly if you wanted to divide it out that way. However, APR does not go by your monthly balance but your daily balance. So you want to find out what your APR is monthly, divide your percentage by 12. You want to find out what your APR is daily, then you just divide your annual percentage rate by 365. 
and then that would help you figure out your daily percent. So for example, let's say you have a 24% APR, you would take that 24%, divide it by 365, which would equal roughly 0 0.000658. And if you want to figure out that percentage, you just move the decimal twice to the right or whatever. But let's look at a specific example of this. Let's say that you bought a TV or something that was $1,000, whatever you like to buy that's $1,000, and you didn't pay it off 30 days after your statement balance. This is key to note. You do have 30 days to pay whatever is in your balance. Generally, that's the time frame of a statement. Uh, but after that statement period is over, let's say you borrowed $1,000, 30 days beyond the statement, you are going to have to pay interest on those 30 days. So let's look at the math of what that interest payment would be. We are going to go ahead and assume we have a 24% APR. So we would take that, divide it by 365, which is 0 0.000658, and multiply it by the amount of days that we were borrowing the money and hadn't paid it off beyond the statement, which is 30, and you would get roughly 2%. So that is the amount of interest you are going to owe on your balance. Your balance is $1,000, your interest is 2%. So $1,000 times 2% would be $20 worth of interest payment that you would expect to pay if you just only had a $1,000 balance and you were paying it off after 30 days uh, beyond the statement. If you want to know how much it costs to borrow for 40 days, then you multiply the daily percentage, 0 0.000658 in this case, times 40 days, times the $1,000 balance, and bam, there's your interest payment. So obviously, if you borrow money for longer, that means you are going to owe more in the interest payment because it is calculating daily. Now, it actually gets a little bit more complicated than this because they charge interest based on the average daily balance. So they're going to take an average of what your daily balance is. But I'm going to explain that with a whiteboard and a TikTok video because me trying to do the math on a podcast, I, I would get lost trying to do it myself. So hopefully, though, you understand the concept from this and you don't need to constantly calculate the math on what your interest payment would be. That would be exhausting. You just need to know that the interest is calculated on a daily basis and just have at least an understanding or an idea of what is going on. It is clearly, though, not good to have bad debt on credit cards because that interest is compounding daily. So that is how your APR is calculated. And just remember that different credit cards will have different percentage rates and they will also vary based off of your credit score. The higher your score is, the better interest rate that you will have. And just a side note, some of these credit cards, they will offer you a few months of no interest payments on your credit card to maybe entice you to use their card or switch over to their card, and this would be known as an introductory rate. But back to the APR, hopefully now you have an idea of what it is and how the math works. The next term we're going to look at is credit limit, and credit limit is just the maximum amount you can borrow on your credit card. With a credit card, you're not just going to have an infinite amount of money that you can borrow. It is going to give you a credit limit. So let's say your credit card has given you a limit of $1,000. That is your credit limit. If you went over that, you would be charged a fee, and I believe they call that a transaction fee. And just a reminder that one of the factors in your credit score is how much you are technically borrowing from your limit. So credit score ratings are strange, but technically 
they don't actually like you having a balance of much more than 30 or 40% of your limit, so they say. So for those who want to keep a higher credit score, then that is a note to self. And if you borrow, you know, more than that percentage amount of your credit limit, it's not going to like kill your credit score or anything, but you won't have an A plus, so to speak, on your credit score report. But you can definitely still have well over a 700 credit score if you borrow more than 30 to 40 percent. The next term is minimum payment. So this is one people get confused on because oftentimes people think they just got to pay their minimum payment in order to not pay interest. That is not true. Your minimum payment is the amount you must pay every month to avoid having the account go into default. So companies usually require a monthly payment of at least 2% of the balance. If you only pay the minimum payment, you still have a balance and the amount you owe would continue to grow due to interest. So you need to be aware that only paying the minimum amount or the minimum payment will leave you still paying interest. These are all different examples of terms or terminology that you will see when looking at a credit card and it will help you gauge if the credit card is something that you want to have or not or at least be aware of what comes with it. Now let me show you a couple of examples of actual credit cards that we use or I use and note that if you are newer to credit you might have to start with a student card or a smaller card to build your credit score up so you can qualify for cards with better rates and benefits. So a student card is likely going to have something with a low limit, like $500 or $1,000 maybe, and most likely a 20-plus APR, probably 25-plus APR. Now, there are so many different credit cards right now, but I will just let you know about one that I am using in particular right now. It has worked for me, but this is by no means an advertisement for this card. I've actually been looking at different credit card options more recently anyways. But a card I use right now is called the City Cashback Card. is the blue and green one. And my limit with this card started at $7,500. But it has gone up over time. The more I've had it and used it, they have increased my limit since I have had this for like the past five years or whatever. I actually have like a 20% APR right now, which isn't great. But I'm not in a position very often where I'm paying interest on it. But anyways, one of the perks of it, if you will, or one of the rewards is that when I use it on a purchase, I get 1% cash back. And when that purchase is paid off, I get another percent cash back. So they call it a 2% cash back card or whatever. So if I use this card for a thousand bucks, pay it off, I get $20 in free cash and I can use that for whatever I need to. So that is a benefit of this card. There are many cards that give all sorts of rewards. Some give you points that you can use for traveling, you know, airfare, by plane, whatever it is. Some give higher cash back for different types of purchases. It might give a 5% cash back on gas or eating out. Disney even has a card that you can use the points to pay for uh, Disney rewards, different Disney rewards, including vacations or whatever it may be that Disney offers. But don't get lost in the rewards because it is important that credit is only used for expenses in your budget that you can pay off each statement or for something that is a good form of debt. You don't want to start using credit cards to pay for things that are liabilities that you don't have the money to afford in your checking account or that is within your budget. Bad debt on credit cards can dig a massive hole that takes a lot of people years to dig out of. So please do not get into bad debt on your credit card 
only use it for things that are in your budget that you're going to pay for anyways, gas, groceries, whatever it may be. It is not meant for you to use as a loan on things you cannot afford. I can tell you what your future looks like if you are doing that, and it is a path that is delaying your financial freedom. And lastly here, let's look at some ways to leverage credit. I mentioned before that some credit cards will try to entice you by offering 0% interest introductory rates. So for our business, our real estate business, we decided to use that. So we have a unit, and I've talked about this in a previous episode, but we are converting it to an Airbnb, and we got a credit card that is a 0% interest for six months introductory rate with a $10,000 limit that also gives us cash back. So rather than using our own money to buy the furniture, we used this credit card to buy the $2,500 worth of furniture that we needed. I think it's actually more than that, but there's just a general number. And we let the cash flow from the Airbnb pay it off because it's going to be paid off before the six months time is up. So we are borrowing this cash for no interest. We are borrowing the cash for free to help us make more money. And I don't know about you, but I like the sound of that. I do also want to note that something that is possible for you to do is to take your balance from your current credit card and transfer it to another credit card uh, with a different bank. So basically what would happen then is your new bank pays off the balance to your old bank and now they have your business. You are probably wondering, what's the purpose of that? Why would I ever want to do that? Well, one reason some people might like to do this is because of a lower APR and lower to even no introductory rates. So they might charge a fee for this, but there are ways to move your money around and play the game a little bit to where you are using the rules to your advantage. You just have to really be aware of what you are doing. You could even call your credit card company and see if they have any introductory rates that they are giving to their new customers and see if they would give it to you and you can tell them, oh, well, I might just move to this place then because they are offering 14 months of no interest payments and uh, that sounds like a good deal. So you're just playing the game a little bit. People with money vision know how to tweak the rules to use them to their advantage. They're not cheating. They're just using the rules that are in place to their advantage so they can help themselves make more money. To close this episode, we have defined some credit card terminology and talked about how to leverage credit. So go put this information to the test and look up some credit cards. See if you can really understand what they are saying when they are talking about their terms and see if it doesn't sound so much like a foreign language to you anymore. It's important to know the ins and outs because the more you know, the more you can use it to your advantage. And really, the less you know, the more other people can take advantage of you. So hopefully from these previous two episodes, you can see a little bit clear with your money vision and you can see the credit charges and debt to stay away from while also seeing the opportunities that credit can provide. Thank you for listening to this episode of Money Vision U. If this is something that added value to you, then please subscribe, leave a review, and share. We are passionate about teaching financial literacy so you can learn to take control of your financial future. If you want to learn more, then follow us on social media platforms at MoneyVisionU. We look forward to catching you in the next class.